you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And of course, today I have more thoughts on who the next athletic director at the University of Missouri might be. Also, a big tight end target that Missouri was targeting has made his college decision, and plus some other news and notes to hit for you, including the Missouri basketball schedule being released. But first, I do want to start by acknowledging the passing of a guy who was omnipresent at Missouri for decades, and that's former Missouri football trainer Fred Wapple. Fred was, again, the trainer from 1955 to 1996, a man who was, by all accounts, truly beloved by his players and his coaches. To me, he almost reminds me of Mr. Mizzou, John Cadillac, just a guy who was around the program for years, just spanning generations, and somebody who, again, truly was seemingly beloved by all. So other than that, not a lot. This is pretty soon breaking news here, recent breaking news, I should say. So not a lot of other thoughts or insights there, but did just want to acknowledge that and send out my condolences to Fred Wapple and his entire family and friends. And by the way, once again, before we get into the show, I do want to remind you to watch our live NBA Draft show. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. And it, of course, it's tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time, coinciding with the NBA Draft. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I thought Malika Andrews did a good job for ESPN on really short notice at the NBA Finals, but... I have no interest in hearing her constant feature stories on ESPN's broadcast. I think their their broadcast has gone completely off the rails, but more to the point, I think Locked On does an incredible job of covering the NBA draft with our local experts. And of course, the eponymous David Locke does an incredible job of steering the ship, the ship I should say, with the GOAT of NBA drafts. And that's Chad Ford. So really, I encourage you all very strongly to check this out on YouTube by following Locked on the NBA and watch our live coverage tomorrow at 6 Central Time. And one more programming note, but this time Missouri-related. Carissa Schweitzer is running on Friday at 5 a.m. For all of you who would like to get up early and watch Miss Schweitzer run the 5,000-meter prelims. Well, again, it's Friday at 5 a.m. on the Peacock Network or at NBCOlympics.com. And her next two races, assuming she qualifies in the prelims, the 5,000-meter finals, August 2nd at 7.40 a.m. Central Time. And then finally, the 10,000-meter finals on August 7th at 5.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. Again, that's on the Peacock Network or at NBCOlympics.com. Just wanted to make sure all of you knew where to see our beloved Miss Schweitzer competing in the Olympics. And of course, the world of college sports is still digesting the news that Oklahoma and Texas are planning to leave the Big 12. Well, not planning. They're officially leaving the Big 12 and are going to join the Southeastern Conference almost certainly. 
But now the number that's being thrown out there, the year that's being thrown out there is 2025 that season because, well, by then the Big 12's agreement will have expired. But guess what? We've seen how this plays out before with Missouri and Texas A&M. I'm going to tell you there is zero chance that we're waiting until 2025 to actually see Oklahoma and Texas in the Southeastern Conference. In fact, I'll put a significant money down right now if my friends at betonline.ag will take my action. Give me 2021. I think both of those teams are going to be in the conference next season. And yeah, it's going to be a whole new world with possibly eight team divisions, possibly pods. Who the heck knows what's going to happen. But what we do know, at least if we trust the reporting done around the Mizzou beat, particularly by Vahe Gregorian of the Kansas City Star, this addition of Oklahoma and Texas to the Southeastern Conference has had an effect on the Missouri program already. In fact, Vahe Gregorian, again, of the Star writes, with the impending addition of Oklahoma and Texas to the Southeastern Conference, the stakes just were raised dramatically to be competitive in the SEC. And Jim Sterk, pleasant but reserved, and to some even aloof, didn't possess the bold energy that Mun Choi exudes and favors in visible and pivotal leadership roles. Now, when you say words like bold and energy and visible leadership, all that kind of stuff, well, you might as well be describing Eli Drinkwitz. So, are we looking for our next Drinkwitz at the athletic director position? It certainly would seem so, and how much influence will our young football coach have on that decision? Well, there's one name that's been thrown out there that is very much directly tied to Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri administration. I want to talk about three names that have been thrown out there for the Missouri athletic director position. But first, ah, yes, let's talk betonline.ag, the simplest and best place, even more importantly, to do all of your sports betting on the internet. And you know what? Sometimes I take this moment to reveal something else about the world of sports, another one of my opinions, and I'm going to do that right now. I have another fantasy sleeper for all of you. Now, this isn't as deep of a sleeper as Larry Roundtree, but still a guy who's flying pretty under the radar, relatively speaking. It's LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, first of all, you've got Urban Meyer in there, new coach, possibly new opportunities for Chenault, but also a guy that stood out on a list of wide receiver broken tackles rankings last year. He was the only really truly non-elite blue chip player that showed up on that list. And what that tells me, this guy has some truly elite athletic ability that perhaps Urban Meyer can tap into a little bit more. So if you're looking for somebody who's a little undervalued by a couple rounds, maybe a third, fourth wide receiver in your draft, to me you could do a heck of a lot worse than LaVisca Chenault. But of course you could do a heck of a lot worse than betonline.ag. Head to their mobile device, head to their website right now on your mobile device or your computer and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
If we look at Barry Odom's tenure as the Missouri head coach, if we look at him as sort of the steady hand that guided Missouri through a time of tumult, the 2015 protests and the fallout and everything that that went into that period of time, well, if we consider Odom the steady hand and maybe Eli Drinkwitz maybe be the visionary that takes us to the next level, that's what at least that's what Missouri fans are hoping after one season, that's for sure. Well, it does make some sense then that, again, the more stoic sort of, again, as some have said, according to sources, an aloof Jim Sterk, maybe he was also the steady hand that we needed at that time after you know, what ended up being a tumultuous Mac Rhodes era. Perhaps Jim Sterk was the right guy at the right time, but maybe we now need to go find our version of Eli Drinkwitz at athletic director. Now, of course, ironically, Barry Odom and Jim Sterk, the supposed steady hands in my analogy, totally butted heads on a personal level, and that helped lead to Barry Odom's ouster in twenty after the 2019 season. So, yes, a fair bit of irony there. But you do have to wonder, how much pull does Eli Drinkwitz have? Because one of the more interesting candidates out there is Doug Gillen, currently the athletic director at App State, Appalachian State University, and of course, as you might expect, he hired Eli at App State to be his football coach, was part of the administration on their 11-1 football campaign, and oh, by the way, Doug Gillen, also interesting because he had two previous stints in the Missouri administration, so while he's not a quote-unquote true son, he probably understands the lay of the land pretty well. That's certainly a plus. Now, having knowing absolutely nothing about Doug Gillen other than what I've just laid out for you, here's what I do know. Eli Drinkwitz has so much pull and so much cachet in this program right now that if he went to Moon Choi, Mun Choi, I never know how to pronounce his name, by the way, but Moon Mun Choi, if, if Eli went to him and the board of curators and said, I want Doug Gillen, I think they'd make it happen. I really believe that's the kind of pull he has. But, of course, there are, some, there are plenty of other candidates that have been bandied about as well. One of the more notable to Missouri fans has got to be Wren Baker, currently at North Texas. Well, speaking of Mac Rhodes, he at one point was our interim athletic director for a brief moment in time when Mac Rhodes just decided, hey, I don't think I want to be here anymore. So Wren Baker took over and guided the ship in a pretty admirable way if you listen to everybody around the program. Apparently, he's a very, very well-liked human being. But from what I've, I've heard, conflicting things, if he would actually be interested in the job or not. Some people think if he were offered that job, he would absolutely jump at it. Others think, ah, maybe he's holding out for the Big Ten. So we'll just have to wait and see there. Finally, the other name that I'm probably most interested in, again, just very much not my area of expertise here, people, But Mark Allnut, a former Missouri Tiger football player, now at Buffalo as their head of their athletic department, I just think what Buffalo has done the past 10 years or so has been really impressive because it wasn't maybe 10 years or so that that football program was the absolute dregs 
of major college football, one of the absolute worst programs out there. Well, they've improved significantly. Certainly their basketball program has had its moments. Nate Oates, their former coach, now taking the Alabama Crimson Tide to heights they haven't seen for possibly ever. So, you know, I think he's a really interesting name to keep in mind as well. But also, I could totally see a name that no one in the media has thrown out yet getting this job because if you're Missouri – you should probably have a short list of people who you want for sure, but also the administration under no real need or want to share that short list with anyone. So it's quite possible there's a name or two or three that we're not even considering right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. And we'll have to wait and see how well this new Missouri basketball team gels next season with so many new names on that roster, but we don't have to wait to find out about the schedule anymore. That was released just a little bit ago, and I have some thoughts on the Missouri basketball schedule coming up in this final segment. But first, I did mention earlier that Carissa Schweitzer is going to be running at 5 a.m. on Friday for those of you who want to get up early and watch her. But another way to support Miss Schweitzer and the rest of the U.S. track and field team is to buy some Built Bar because Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And why not? Because not only are they delicious, they are mostly 17 to 18 grams worth of protein per bar, only about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, calories ranging from 130 to 180 and only about four or five grams of net carbs. And again, all these amazing flavors are all really tasty, in my humble opinion, including the new Grasshopper Cookie Built Bar's answer to the classic Thin Mint taste. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Unfortunately, Missouri did not gain the services of Mac Markaway, a St. Louis area tight end recruit, class of 2022. He just put out that he is verbally committing to Florida, of all places. Yes, Florida. No, not of all places. They've certainly had a lot of good tight ends over the years. In fact, Markaway put out a graphic with him hovering rather largely above greats like Kyle Pitts, and Jordan Reed, but oddly, Aaron Hernandez didn't make the cut. What was up with that? That guy was a heck of a player in college. Now, I didn't really follow his career after Gainesville. Am I missing something? Whatever happened to old Aaron Hernandez? He seemed like a nice young man to me, but I don't know. You you tell me. But seriously, though, folks, there is also, speaking of the tight end position, there was a quick piece on Rock M Nation today by Brandon Kiley talking about Well, what's got to be maybe my favorite guy, if not my second favorite guy of the 2021 Missouri recruiting class, really the Missouri freshman class at this point, and that's incoming tight end Ryan Horstkamp. Again, Horstkamp, just a guy not only has size, mostly by size I I mean height at this point, because at 230, he could probably put on another 15, 25 pounds of muscle, in order to compete in the Southeastern Conference. But there's just a a certain 
mean streak and athleticism that that kid has that I absolutely love. Now, is he going to be able to see the field immediately and contribute? I think that if any true freshman on offense has a chance, it's him. But regardless, I think that kid has a really bright future. Maybe it takes a season for him to develop, but look for Ryan Horstkamp, in my opinion, to be the best pass-receiving tight end at Missouri since at least Albert O. And finally, the Missouri basketball schedule, for the SEC at least, was released today. Now, we don't have dates, but we do know who Missouri is going to be playing twice, who they're going to be playing home and away. And probably the most notable aspect of this schedule is that Missouri will not play LSU at home this year. The Tigers are going to be playing the Bayou Bengals in Baton Rouge this year. So obviously, Xavier Pinson will not be returning to Mizzou Arena this winter. And quite honestly, I'm a little bit relieved. I really didn't want to have the awkward Xavier Pinson reunion in Mizzou Arena. I really didn't. So don't get me wrong, it would have been would have been interesting theater. It certainly would have been something to watch, but I'd rather just, I don't know, keep Pinson over there in Baton Rouge, and let's mostly pretend that he doesn't exist on this here program. And as usual, Missouri will play Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M twice, and they're also going to double up excuse me, on Mississippi State and Auburn this year as well. Finally, notably, the Kentucky game. That's obviously one that Missouri fans are looking for. That one's on the road as well. So to be perfectly honest, the Kentucky game, the LSU game, especially with Xavier Pinson on the squad, probably could have been the two most marquee home games you could have imagined for Missouri next season. So maybe a bit of a hit if you're a season ticket holder. But regardless, I think what's really important for this upcoming season is how the Tigers actually look on the court, regardless of who's actually coming to Mizzou Arena. I think this team... Seems definitely going to be young and inexperienced. They might take a while to gel, but they have some interesting pieces that could come together in theory. Uh, the perfect, to be perfectly honest with you, we'll know pretty quickly during either the middle or the end of this season if the Conzo Martin era is going to survive long term. That's how important this season is to establish something for the future. I'm not saying that Missouri has to reach any type of win plateau or anything like that. I'm just telling you as a basketball fan, I'll know it when I see it, and I think you will too. Certainly by January or February, we'll have an idea about how many of these new guys are actually keepers or not. Because we're going to need a few of them if if the Conzo Martin era is truly going to be a success at the end of its tenure. So with all that being said, once again, you guys should definitely follow Locked On NBA on YouTube. Check out our live NBA draft coverage tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. We do an awesome job covering this league. And quite honestly, this Locked On Network has something totally unique. We have local experts from all over the country. We have an NBA host for every single franchise. You're getting unique insight that you're not getting anywhere else. You're certainly not getting it on ESPN. So again, tune in to the Locked On NBA's live NBA draft show at 6 tomorrow. So again, I am John Miller. Thank you for listening once again. And this has been Locked on Mizzou.